And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Award, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, the legendary John Bon Jovial. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another week of music on the David Bowers Awards. And we've got another full show with some great music by some sterling artists. Both of our guests this week are brand new. But first, we're going to give you the cosmic quiver with Ananda, Xenia, Shakti, and Love Power, the band. Here they are. I'm 
Ananda Vinaya Shakti and Love Power, the band, as we try to continue to bring you unique music from around the world, from indie artists everywhere, things that you may not hear anywhere else. This is a transformational single that she says draws upon the deep and mysterious energies of the universe. And through her music, Ananda hopes to help us all open our own divine vision. She injects her exuberant energy and her uplifting performance into the music to take us on her journey, which actually began in the punk music scene, where she became the lead singer in an all-girl band that put her on the road with bands like Clash and Blondie. That road came to an end as Ananda Zenia Shakti chose another path that opened its doors through the teachings of yoga. Since then, she's never looked back. And her previous five-song EP, Love Is Where You Are, was met with open arms by a world ready for love and change. And believe me, we could use a lot more of that now. What say you, John Bon Jovial? Well, you said unique, and that pretty much describes it. I can't see this song being played on a mass appeal format. It's okay. It's something that I could listen to in small doses, but it's obviously something that she has put a lot of thought into and is justifiably should be very proud of it. But I could see this being played on, believe it or not, I could see it being played on a grunge station, and I could also see it being played on one of the new wave-style formats that uh, was big in the late 80s and early 90s. But Mm -hmm. if you're going to be putting this on some kind of a format that is going to be uh, playing all the heavy hits all the time, you know, this would bomb. But... I don't think that's why she made this song. I think that she made this, A, for her own head, and B, for those that are probably like-minded thinkers. It's well done. I can listen to it in small doses, but again, I recognize the quality behind it. I have to agree with you. I could see it on one of the world music stations, because the world music will play songs that are in this vein. We're in a transformational period where music genres are, well... We're getting overflowing with subgenres. You know, pendulums always swing forward and back. And I think that's leading the pendulum to swing back to less genre centering. We're starting to see music formats expand to where they will cross over into what isn't necessarily their own genre, but fits. As you were explaining last week, the uh, idea of playing an artist who isn't necessarily country because he does a song that will fit a country format. Yeah, I referred to that as texture programming. I had a program director back many years ago when I was in uh, Tampa Radio, and that was his name de plume, if you will, for the the Mm -hmm. format. We're doing texture programming if it fits the concept will play it. And I again, I, it's why I just said, I think I can see this being played on a grunge station, even though it doesn't fit that particular style of music. Right. But I think it would be sandwiched very well between something like a Kurt Cobain and, uh, or a, um, uh, a Def Leppard type of thing. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you. And I should add that I agree also that the song is very well crafted. The production values are great. It's a beautiful song of its own style. It's something that if she can break open the door for listeners, she could grow her own audience very, very easily. She could build her own following. You know, you, you, said, you said something very interesting a second ago uh, 
alluding to genre-specific and the mixing of uh, how it has become a little convoluted and maybe swaying back toward that. And while I realize that this is a very controversial subject, and I'm not offering an opinion one way or the other, but I think the analogy that I would use would be the terminology of he, she, it, they. And I think that's what this song could fit into, the it or the they. I tend to agree with you on that one. And with the thought of you and I agreeing on one more thing, I am becoming very frightened. And I think it's time to move on <laughs> to our first guest, because John and I never agree on anything. So uh, we'll move well, on to our first sure guest, but who is standing hey, by. we do when it's scary. That's when it gets scary. Let's move on <laughs> to our first guest, lady by the name of Roz. And we're going to listen to her tune, I Can Breathe First. And we're going to sit and chat with her for a few minutes. So here she is now. This is Roz, and I can breathe. You can call me crazy. You can call me wise. When I think I'm finally able to speak my mind. Oh, just like you. In a world outside myself. So glad you relate. I can find no I can breathe with you. I can go 
I found myself deep breathing during that song. <laughs> That's, I can breathe. Her name is Roz, and here she is to come in and say hello to everyone. Hello, Roz. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate oh, this. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about Roz. Yeah, no problem. I'm originally from Kansas City and grew up uh, in the church with gospel music and also classical. So I trained um, orchestras most of my life and then I uh, learned opera in college. But growing up, I always wanted to do like a variety. So I ended up um, in the last like 10 or so years being able to finally do that. So I write music in different genres from Latin, R&B, of course, gospel. Um, I can, you know, do classical stuff. And so when I perform live now, I can perform my originals and uh, covers, you know, in different, more like pop R&B, blues-ish kind of styles. And so uh, the song that the um, the CD that you just played, that is more of like my um, kind of pop R&B, easy breezy kind of. Right. CD. And um, yeah, so anyway, that's uh, a little bit about me, but I love singing for people. I love uh, actually teaching and working with people, encouraging, um, you know, singers, because I hear, I used to hear a lot of people talk about what they want to do, Um, you know, like they have dreams. But one day I decided to put an organization together called Fame, Females, more for women, but it's really across the board uh, for anyone, um, this concept. And it was called Females of Art, Music, and Entertainment. And it was specifically for people who, you know, I thought maybe I can encourage them to be able to, you know, go for their dreams or whatever they love to do. But what I learned in the meantime was I think people were either afraid or not really ready for, you know, the success or the work that came into doing, you know, what they're trying to do. So uh, from from me putting that group together, I started on myself and putting things together and learning and learning how to do CDs and and um, get my songs copywritten uh, or whatever um, else. But I also like to help other people if I can to know how to do things that they want to do right. and be able to walk them through and um, coach them as best as I can. I found that you have an amazing history. As a matter of fact, I was rather surprised that uh, the bio that I read, they crammed so much stuff into one paragraph. Uh, you, have, <laughs> yeah. you have quite a history, quite a resume, as it were. Uh, you're an established singer. You perform your own songs. You do, as you mentioned, you cross genres, which anybody, John will tell you, anybody that knows me, knows I love an artist who can cross genres, not just to do it, but because they can do it and do it well, make it work. And you've gone from the pop that we just discussed to uh gospel, opera, Latin, rhythm and blues, pretty much all the major genres. And what I really love, and I I really want to get your thoughts on this, I love your slogan, feel the heart, hear the soul. Yeah, yeah. My husband, um, actually, he's also uh, a musician and he performs. He's probably the bass player almost on all of my songs uh, that I have. And he came up with that slogan because of, you know, the way I perform, even if I perform a cover, I can't help it. I have the soul. It's going to be there, sure. you know, and I appreciated that. And I just started even putting it back again on everything, like from my business cards to 
um, you know, signing off on, you know, certain business emails, you know, have that as well. But, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, yeah. Well, and also, was... I just have a heart when I'm singing for people. I just love uh, to touch people. I love to see the, you know, people, you know, smiling and to get them to move mm-hmm. from, you know, sometimes you don't know how people are going to respond and just to see the, you know, them smiling and make their day, you know, at the end, even if it's just by one song, you know, from my social thing. Oh, definitely, life. absolutely. And another person who you made smile with your song here is my co-host, John Bon Jovial, who is still smiling. John, tell us about your smile. Yeah. No, talk. <laughs> well, come on in here and talk to Raj. Tell well, us about your teeth. Raj, first of all, thank you for being on the show. It is, it's really great to have you with us. And listening to your song just now, uh, as I tell all the guests that are on this show, and and David will back me up on this, uh, by design, I never get to hear the music before we actually play it on our air. And so I just listened to I Can Breathe for the first time. And I always try to analyze what I'm listening to, and I very much enjoyed it because as far as the, you know, this term soul is concerned, it's such a generic and broad term, and it's yeah, kind of hard true. to pin down sometimes, but it's got it. There's no question that it's got it. And you mentioned your upbringing uh, in, uh, in gospel. And I really, I'm so glad you said that because I really thought that I detected just a little spattering of that in there. A little background here, uh, back in the uh, early 70s, uh, when I was uh, back, you know, when the dinosaurs roamed the world and I was going to uh, (laughs) school at the University of South Florida in Tampa, a really good friend of mine who, you know, we still are today, uh, but we would go up into Pasco County, which was the next county up, and we would go to the uh, the, the, the tent revivals. They had these old traditional oh, yeah. uh, black tent revivals, and the music mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And so I kind of cut my teeth on gospel listening to that, not necessarily the, the Jimmy Swaggerts of the world, because that stuff is just yeah. right awful. But this was <laughs> the real deal, and, and yeah, I yeah. really heard a little bit of that and I can breathe, and I'm so happy that you've done that. I I, I love the song. I yeah. really do. I appreciate it. I actually I decided from now on, no matter what, if I'm not doing just a straight gospel CD, I'm going to add a gospel song per uh, per uh, CD. And there is one on there called "You Can Depend on Him," and the song is just crazy. And we're going to end up performing that in Winthrop. Um, Blues Festival. They're going to do a gospel show, and we're going to uh, perform that awesome. the next day. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I can't help, you know, the only thing that you can't hear me doing my, like, gospel soul is probably opera, but you still know I probably have the soul when I sing, uh, you know, the opera stuff. But it's been a minute. I have to work up my chops to get my opera back. But you Well, know, you, you let me know when you're going to do La Traviata <laughs> or La Boheme, and I'll be there. Yeah, actually, what? I'd have to work really hard to get my opera chops. There is someone here that I said if this – program would have us, I would do um, P.A. Jesus, and it's a duet that would be probably maybe my first public opera song in years, because I don't, I do, you know, everything else but opera anymore. But yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that, because I, I did do uh, some of that in college. I can share John's love of the gospel music, because I had, I don't really remember where I came in touch with it as a kid, but I always had an ear for it. I would pick it up if I heard it on the radio. And I remember I was going through North Carolina. This was back in the, oh, 
my gosh, mid-60s, I guess it was. And I remember we stayed in a motel outside of Rocky Mount, and there was a tent across the street. And suddenly later that evening while we were, I don't know, eating dinner or whatever, the music was coming up. And I said, I've got to go over there and see this. I've, I've got to go over and see what's going on. And I was just thoroughly wrapped up in the entire event, the feeling, the message, the excitement, the emotion, and especially the music, because music has always been my soul. And I can yeah. relate to what you're saying about your soul, because we've found in the artists that we've talked with in the years we've been doing this show, that the best, most successful artists that we have had don't do this as a job. They do it because music is in their soul. It's not what they do. It's who they are. Uh, probably encompasses what I am because I could probably just teach and just be in a classroom. And sometimes, you know, even in my spirit and my heart, I'm like, you know, yeah, I could just kind of put this to the side because of all the hustle and bustle and just be, you know, nine to five. But my heart, my love is so deep. I, I can't help it. I um, just to you know, get out and sing for people. And now at my shows, as many as I can, I've actually started inviting friends, you know, to sing. And the last time I did that, it was just the, they actually invited us back, but it was so much fun because I like, you know, because there are certain, some people who may not be able to do it as a profession or full time mm -hmm. and may not even have time, but it lifts them up and it encourages them. And we had the best time just laughing and, People sing sure. along, start dancing. It's, it's just, I, it just touches me in, in that way. Well, so, yeah. If you ever get down to the Naples, Fort Myers, Florida area, or out to the Phoenix, Tempe area, Arizona, I wouldn't really recommend you ask John or I to sing with you, but I definitely would love <laughs> to have an invitation to come and hear you sing because uh, it's, it's really a thrill, and I can tell from what I'm listening to your music that it would be a very, very enjoyable occasion. I would love to meet you in person. You talk about teaching others. I know that you have had a, uh, I mentioned your, your great resume. You've had uh, some steps in that direction, if I'm not mistaken. You're a grad assistant at Wichita State and the University mm -hmm. of Kansas and an adjunct professor at Butler County Community College, as well yeah. as a vocal instructor as well as performing solo, duo, trio, and lead singer for uh, several groups, including, what, the E. Pruitt Band. You're quite a talent. I am really, really <laughs> impressed. I'm really impressed not only with that, but the fact that on top of all of that, you seem like a down-to-earth person, and it's really enjoyable having you here talking with you. Yeah, you know, by the way, I'll be down there this week of December in Bradenton, Florida, on a tour with the Lady A Band. So I will um, we'll definitely oh. be in that area for sure. Oh, there you go. Well, you with Lady A. You know when that's going to happen, and, and, and we'll motor up to the north there. It's not Bradenton's not that far from here. It's only oh, really? about an hour, maybe hour and a half is all. Yeah, John's down yeah, in Yeah, uh, at the Blues Festival. I'll send I, an email. Who lives in Naples? John, my co-host. I do, John. I, I'm going to send you a name um, here, and I'll send you where we're going to be at Bradenton. One of the big festivals down there, um, big uh, blues festival, and I forget the name of it. And I'll send you another name because I don't know how big Naples is, but I have another musician friend down there 
in Naples. Well, you Definitely. get you get that information to David, and he'll certainly forward it on to me, and uh, and yeah, we'll work something out because I would uh, just based on the one song that I've heard so far, you, you got my vote. We got another one for you to listen to in a couple of minutes here, but I, I want to take a moment to thank you again for being here with us and sharing your story and your music. It's a pleasure meeting you, getting to know you, and I know we're going to be looking forward to hearing more from you in the future. You're now part of our family, so keep in touch, whatever happens, because we like to keep in touch with what our family's doing. And honestly, we enjoy following the artists who have been our guests, where they're going, what they're doing, how they're progressing in their careers, and staying in touch with them. We've met so many wonderful people, and hopefully we'll get to meet several more before we put this show to bed, and there's no plans to do that in the immediate future. You're also a multi-instrumentalist, I'm told. What instruments do you play? I I play piano uh, mostly these days, and I, I play violin um, most of my life, and I could play... Uh, upright bass and a string bass. I'm not very good on the guitar, but I can play some chords there and I had to train and then I can play a drum, you know, a basic drum beat like there mm-hmm. in school I had to pass, you know, the the percussion, the woodwind, sure. the brass and uh, the strings, but the strings and the piano are what I play uh probably the most. I'm also a videographer uh, part-time <laughs> from all of the <laughs> COVID, COVID, and I have a video that will be out here soon. Um, I already have it finished, but I'm going to release I Can Breathe With You. I mean, I already have another one from that CD that's over 25,000 uh, views, and so I'm, um, that's my part-time job due to COVID. <laughs> I know the feeling there, and please do let us know. Give us the link when that comes out, because I would love I to see it. And we would love to share it with our listeners. One point I want to make here before we let you tell the folks how they can get in touch with you. We have a Facebook page. Our Facebook groups page, the David Bowers Awards, is up there for our guests to post any of their music news, anything that's related to you, your career, your music, anything except, you know, secrets. We don't keep secrets. It's on Facebook. It's the David Bowers Awards groups page. You don't have to send a press release or anything. You can post directly to that page, and we'll pick it up from there and share it with all our other pages. So that's something for you to keep in mind there. It's free, and we'll spread the word for you. Now, before we let you go, I promised you a chance to tell folks how to follow you. This is where you tell them how to follow you, keep in touch, and, of course, get your music. I am at, uh, first, my website is rosmusicsite.com, and if you follow that, it will have everything on there from my Bandcamp page to buy direct music directly from me, or if you're on the streaming platforms, I'm on YouTube. I have plenty of videos under Roz Musician, or look up R-O-Z as in Zebra is how to spell my name. If you want a gospel, just page, I have a Roz McCommon page and you can find that either on Spotify or bandcamp.com slash rosmic music mcc music and um I'm on Facebook under Roz I am on Roz Music 4 on soundcloud.com Roz on SoundCloud um again there's uh, please be checking like you. I appreciate you um, saying that about you, the Facebook page. Um, I, I will share my newest videos that are going to be coming up and Great. out 
I'm on Reverb Nation, uh, LinkedIn. Um, but again, if you go on rosmusicsite.com, that should have quite a bit on there as well. Fantastic. And if any listeners missed it or have trouble contacting her, as always, drop me a line, david at thedavidbowers.com. I'll be happy to hook you up with Roz so that you can find her, find her music and follow along. As I said, we love to follow. We ha- our listeners love to follow you, and I encourage them to stay in touch because I know you as an artist like to hear from the people that are following you. Again, thank you so very much for spending time with us here today, and we do look forward to having you come back again and see us in the future. For sure. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. She goes by the name of Roz, R-O-Z, and here she is with I Love the Music.
amazing, fascinating, and talented lady. What a pleasure to have her on the show. Roz, what do you think, John Bon Jovial? Oh, talented and amazing. Yeah, I have to agree with that completely. She is really something, and you can tell she's experienced, she's a professional, and she's smooth. I I, I like her, I, and I'm looking forward to it. She's really coming to Bradenton. Then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make the trip up there. I would love to see her. I don't blame you, and if she ever gets out this way, I will definitely be looking her up, too, because in addition to all the all that you said about what an amazing talent she is, She's such a down-to-earth person, too, and uh, definitely look forward to having her come back again in the future, and I'm looking forward to seeing that video. Also looking forward to talking and getting to know our next guests will be joining us in just an all oh, three and a half minutes or so, right after we listen to You Only Miss Me Because I'm Gone. Here is Broad Creek. <laughs>
on. No, they aren't. They're standing by here right now. And a little case of overstating the obvious. You only miss me because I'm gone. Here they are, Nicole and Armand of Broadtree. Hello, folks. Hey there. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. So glad to have you here with us today. Tell us a little bit about Broadtree because I want to warn my followers it's difficult to find details about you two online. So tell us a little bit about Broadtree. Well, we we started this, uh, I mean, we're both actors, and we started this out of the pandemic just because we were both out of work and needed something to do to, to keep us busy. And it started off as us, you know, recording a couple of covers, and then that turned into us writing more and more and more. And we realized, you know, we might actually be good at this, so let's keep going. And, uh you know, a year later, after we kind of released our first album, a year and a month later, uh, it's it's just been one of the wildest rides that we couldn't have possibly imagined um, getting to the point that we're at right now. Yeah, we just went feverishly for that first album, and uh, it was what four months. So yeah, I mean, in the, in yeah, in the span of the time that we wrote our very first song to the time that we released the album was actually out, which was eleven tracks, was what four months? Yeah. Yeah. So we. We like running fast, but we're uh, we're a fun little mix of like we, we we're we're a very theatrical bunch. Our songs tend to be a little bit of country, a little bit of rock, and then slap some musical theater acting on top of all of that, and that kind of sums up a little bit more about who we are. I can't wait to see you in person, which I hope I get the chance to do <laughs> because it sounds it sounds fantastic, and uh, you guys I think have found a niche for yourself, uh, albeit by accident. Uh, there are good things that have come out of the COVID pandemic, and I think you two are one, which doesn't make any sense at all, but you know what I mean there. A pop country duo, <laughs> you created a very unique blend of storytelling, and you write some really catchy pop lyrics, pop country lyrics, as that is, and uh, you know how to write a hook. Have you had any real music-creating experience prior to this? Well, I went to school for musical theater, so I've sort of always been a, you know, I learn the script, I learn the song, and then I just perform it. But Armand has been doing music for quite a while. Yeah, I I mean, I started off in high school with, you know, the good old garage band days, and I've been in a couple of pop punk bands, but this is the first, I want to say real experience that I've kind of gotten as, as far as writing songs that, you know, have a really great audience and that people want to hear. Uh, writing with Nicole has kind of changed the way I the way I write and the way I perform entirely. So I brought in a little bit of the songwriting style uh, side of things and a little bit of the marketing side, but together we've we've been like you said we've kind of created this really really unique uh, genre of kind of fusing musical theater with with country and pop country, and it's been it's been a lot of fun to kind of create that. And you'll hear our influences on in musical theater in there. You'll hear punk and pop punk and just a variety of genres in there. So every other song has a little bit of that trickled in. Um, well, but it's the neat thing about it is what you're doing is not just a mishmash of music. You're actually, from what I've heard, now keep in mind I've only heard the two tracks we're playing here today, but you're, you're creating songs that are, one, they're listenable, two, they're commercial, which is a good basis right there, commercially listenable are things they have going for you. And John Bon Jovial was even uh, even tapping his toe to this one. John, what's your what are your comments? 
Well, you you took the words right out of my mouth when you said the, uh, the 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 country you know contemporary crossover thing because I think it's perfect for that. I love the uh, the steel guitar in there, and um, it's all in all, it's got a very nice commercial sound to it. And uh, you know, I know that you guys are doing this out of uh, love for the music and for the artistry. Um, and hopefully it can make you a little bit of money too, because it really is, I feel, a song that has that kind of quality to it. But I'm going to ask you a question that, you know, probably could be construed as a no-brainer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And that is, how does your acting affect your music writing, and how does your music writing affect your acting? Well, we absolutely love hearing that question because I think it's really interesting. Um, it definitely affects our, our songwriting and our creating of songs um, because we, we really approach uh, songwriting as you would if you were an actor um, really analyzing a character. So we start with um, just a, you know, a sort of idea for a song or, you know, for example, we often say um, we use one of our songs, Remember the Time, as an example quite often. And we started that one out. Our mom came and he said, what if we write a song about two friends that have to say goodbye? And so then instead of doing what some people might do where you try and, you know, start a tune or you find a few lyrics, we sat down and we said, who are these people? What is their background story? What is their relationship to each other? Why do they have to say goodbye? What's going on with them? And everything grows from that. And usually once we've analyzed the characters a bit, we find sort of the core of the song, which is sort of the, what the song is really saying. That one, if you could sum it up in one sentence, what that sentence would be, which, you know, you might do if you were studying a play and that was your theme that everything is built around. And, uh, yeah, and then once we have that, everything comes really easily and we're able to write songs strangely quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's how sort of our actor background influences our songwriting for sure. And then just... Being a duo, it's really fun and interesting because unlike if we were singing alone, we really get to play off one another, especially, you know, in songwriting and also in um, performing as well. We, a lot of people, you know, we're always getting described as really theatrical because we really play off of each other and, and have a lot of fun with these characters that we create. So you basically what you're doing with a strong fundamental music underpinning, you're creating little three-and-a-half-minute stage plays. Yeah, precisely. That's actually a really good way of putting it. We're gonna, oh, that's going to go into our new bio. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, we've had well, that's okay. No, no royalties expected on that one, but uh, you're welcome to. <laughs> but that was, the, uh, that was the picture I get, that uh, you're, you're creating little three-and-a-half-minute stage plays, and you're doing it very well. Now, let me go a little bit deeper. We've talked about the fact that you do have some music background, you have stage background, but you two didn't come to that point uh, out of birth. I mean, you got you got to have some background. What was your background getting to this point? Uh, growing up, getting into music or stage, whichever. Tell us a little bit about your individual backgrounds. Oh, yeah, I'll start. Okay. Uh, so for me, I, I mean, my, my parents had me, my mother had me on at a very young age. She always wanted me and she always thought performing was the way to go. And then all through high school, I was still active in drama. And that's where I kind of picked up my first guitar and started learning for the very first time and started with a couple of different bands in high school. So if I wasn't doing music and I, I released two solo albums on my end. And then after my second tour, I remember coming home and saying, we're done with music for a while. Cause it was just absolutely exhausting. 
uh, especially when you're doing it all yourself and don't have bandmates to work with you. So I ended up uh, dropping and putting away kind of all my music gear and jumping back on the acting train, which had been weird because I hadn't really done it since high school. And it was great. I mean, I, I ended up in a couple of really great productions, and there is one theatrical company that does quite a few different basically a lot of uh, plays and repertoire. So a lot of the cast is coming back and some of the cast is recycled for lack of a better term. Um, and that kind of led, and that I'm kind of doing the point on where we met because we met through one of this company's productions. Uh, so we've done quite a few shows together before uh, obviously Broadrick started up and that's how uh, Nicole and I met. And then we ended up doing a really big production or kind of our big show that we ended up doing together was a show called the last five years, which Honestly, it feels like Broadtree kind of summed up in a sense in terms of how that worked because it was a sung through musical, uh, 90 minutes straight, no dialogue, uh, no intermission. We didn't get to leave the stage the entire time. So that was uh, a real test, but we got to work together for four months on that production. And um, I think that was probably a precursor to how we're working together now. So that's that's my side of how we ended up where we are right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and cool. then I guess I uh... – oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't have a ton of, like, you know, musical family members or anything like that, but my mom always loved listening to Barbra Streisand. <laughs> um, and then in high school, I really fell in love with musical theater, but I was always a really academic child, so I was one of those people who was like, acting's not a real job, like, I need to be a doctor or whatever. So I really focused on academics all through high school, but I just loved theater so much that, you know, when I graduated in grade 12, it absolutely just devastated me, this idea of never getting to perform again. And I thought, I, I totally changed gears. I thought, if it, if it matters this much to me and I feel this strongly, maybe it's something I should pursue. So I totally left behind all my university plans right at the tail end of grade 12, and I switched gears completely, and I moved first to um, Newfoundland to pursue theater, and then to Toronto to pursue musical theater. And I've been lucky enough that um, since I finished my program uh, for musical theater in university, I've gotten uh, wonderful opportunities to perform around Toronto and do a couple tours and things like that. And then, as our mom was saying, um, we met through a company called Plays by Birds, where we performed um, a, a show that could potentially be a little bit described as a Star Wars spoof <laughs> a bit. <laughs> and that's where we met, yeah. Fantastic. And you both seem to have been lucky enough for one major encounter, and that is meeting each other because you obviously you obviously have some chemistry that is definitely working for you, especially since this wasn't something that was planned. You kind of happened into it. Now, before we run out of time, which we always seem to do on this show, uh, probably because we meet such interesting people who have so much to share, but before we let you go, want to give you a chance to tell the folks how they can find you because uh, listeners will look for you online. They want to be able to follow you, where you're going to be playing, your new releases, and, of course, you want them to be able to find and buy your music. Well, your first start, uh, if you go to Google and you Google Broadtree, you're going to get one of two responses. Um, some financial firm in North Carolina. Yeah. That's not right. us. Uh, and then you'll get the artist, which would be us. And if you just see a, a picture of, of the two of us, you'll know where to start. Um, but if you don't want to go via Google. So we're on all of the streamy weenie platforms, as we like to call them, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that stuff. Um, and we're called Broadtree. So if you just search that broad, like a 
B-R-O-A-D, like like Broadway. That's where our name comes from, Broadway, and then tree, like a, like a tree, <laughs> one word. Okay. Um, so if you search that on any of your street platforms, you can find our album, all of our singles, um, and you can also find us under Broad Tree Music anywhere. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, YouTube, all those things, and we are constantly, we're very, very active on Facebook and Instagram, and we are constantly um, updating with uh, our show dates that are upcoming and where we'll be touring and all of our new information and a bunch of silly antics yeah. that we're ridiculous people if you haven't yeah. noticed yet. You could probably spend time on our Instagram and just, if you need like a half hour to kill, just, just spend time on our Instagram. You'll have a lot of fun. I will so definitely be anyway. looking you up. I will definitely be looking you up there. And you folks, you too, are welcome to look us up because among our plethora of pages, we have a groups page on Facebook, which is kind of our anchor page in that people, all of our guests on the show can go directly to that page you don't need a uh, press release or permission or anything. Just go there, post up your play dates, new music, anything you want to share with your fans and new friends that we hope we're getting for you. Post it up there. We can pick it up there, and we'll spread it to all the pages that we post to. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Absolutely. That's what it's there for, so don't hesitate. Feel free to lose it. I use it. I mean, <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> We're running out of time, and I want to have a moment to say thank you. Thank you, Nicole and Armin, for coming and spending time with us, sharing your story, and, of course, your music. And we definitely want you to come back in the future. So please, you're part of our family now. Keep in touch. Thank you so much, and thanks. It was the pleasure was ours. Thank you so much. A lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. They call themselves Broad Tree, and here they are with Inevitable. These words are spoken Could they find a way to 
on the scene change Or just watch it in slow mo As we aim towards the ending There's a close afraid to know But it's inevitable They sound like naturals for this, don't they, John? Oh, my gosh. They sound so good together. And it's obvious the chemistry that they have between the two of them translates directly into the music. It's, yeah. uh, it, that's a no-brainer. Uh, they, they do a nice job. And the production values are pretty decent. Can't complain about yeah, that at they all. Are, and uh, I, just, I just hope that they get, uh, they get heard by the right people because uh, they could have themselves... Uh, quite a career in music. Uh, good stuff. So happy to have had them with us. Want to thank both of our guests, Broadtree and, of course, Roz, for joining us, sharing their music and stories. And thank you for joining us so that we have someone to play this music to. Thanks again. John Bon Jovial, time to take us home. Yes, sir. Indeed it is. Folks, you did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us. And we sure do appreciate your attendance each and every week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available free on most of the streaming major services. On Anchor FM, you can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking the link at the end of this episode and making a donation. We would really appreciate it if you would see fit to, to do that. Follow the David Bowers Awards and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. That's going to be at noon Eastern. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, 
for the David Myers and all the other radio morons here at the Radio Ranch. This is the legendary John Bon Jovial saying, uh, be good to each other. Don't get COVID. It's no fun. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>